you're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. I'm Jody, And I'm Andrea. And this season, we're talking about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets. Today, we're recapping season two, episode six, Key. I think I started out too high energy on that one, and then I remembered what episode we were talking about, and I tried to ease us into something a little more, a little more somber. I know. Ooh, I know. boy. This was a... I mean, we knew it was going to be a rough one. Yeah. We knew it was coming. And it was. And it was. Yeah. And I'm going to apologize as one of uh, your hosts here for my terrible spring allergies. I'm going <laughs> to be sniffling and sound a little froggy, maybe. But uh, hopefully the pollen will give it a fucking rest soon and <laughs> I'll be back to normal. So we talked about this ahead of time and I think we decided we're going to go through the two timelines separately again. Um, but we'll start with 2021 this time um, and save 96 for the end because it's a bit heavier and because it's, I think, had the biggest current impact. Okay. We'll start with the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of the fun stuff. And so in the past, we also have kind of separated this out by person or pair. But since they're all sort of like leap coming together in you know, in their own way and ending up in the same spot. I think we decided we're just going to kind of go through it um, in the order that it happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> it's exciting though, that this episode was, which we, we, we speculated last week at the end of our Rosemary's baby episode, which after everything I've been seeing popping up from the different, uh, the writers and, and such from the show, I'm really glad that we did cover Rosemary's baby that, yeah, ended up working out. I've but, been patting uh, myself on the back for that uh, recommendation. Yeah, it was a great pull, Judy. Um, Not and... that I had any idea that it was going to have anything to do with it, but I know. But still, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, and um, but we did talk at the end of that of how we thought if this was going to be the last scene. You know, we saw the reunion and we, we kind of speculated that that would probably be toward the end of the episode. And we were right. Yeah, although it wasn't the last scene. No, which no. you know I think was smart because. It would have felt like a little bit of a, not a letdown, but like we've already seen that. Exactly. We know it's coming, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we start with, in 2021, we start with Misty being officially checked in as a, a new cult member. This, it, <laughs> we used to have this thing way, way back, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we started this, um, where we were talking about the most Jersey moments of the show <laughs> and Misty carrying brass knuckles with her and throwing them into the bowl. That's pretty Jersey. Pretty, pretty Jersey. That's pretty Jersey. Um, she throws binoculars, like those little opera glasses, handcuffs. I think those were hers. I can't imagine who else's they were. Yeah. Brass knuckles, a syringe and some kind of random medication into the bowl. <sighs> Misty. So she's being checked in um, by some mustachioed man. Um, a <laughs> little less creepy than the, the cop, but still a little, little less, off. A little less creepy, but but very, uh, I was going to say quirky, strange. Yeah. He's a character. Yeah. And he wants her phone, which she does not want to give up. No. And Walter is currently texting her mm-hmm. in the moment. Oh. But she eventually gives up her phone and then... We see Lottie come in and spot Misty. She does not look happy. No, no, she doesn't. Lottie is clearly, it's not even just annoyed. She's like, she seems a little rattled Yeah, that Misty showed up. Yeah, totally. I noted that Lottie in this scene is in orange and mm. Misty is in yellow. 
-hmm. The colors of their clothing in this episode, I think, were very specifically changed at certain times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, they have a little confrontation where Lottie's like, why the fuck are you here? And she's like, I'm here to get Natalie. Misty gives a really good line reader. Christina, I guess, gives a really good line read with that hello, Charlotte. It's very like, hello, Newman. Yeah. And then, of course, Lottie gives her classic, you know... Uh, when Misty asks, what is this? Yeah. Lottie says, I help people heal from, pa- from past trauma. So they stop running from themselves. And it's like, okay, how many times have you said this line? Exactly. But they have this little confrontation. And then Lottie has this weird moment um, because Misty like says, you guys aren't even friends. And Lottie just like, something happens. She like pauses, mm-hmm. something goes weird in her brain. And then she shifts and she asks Misty if she'll stay to like, Thinks that thinking it'll help Natalie and maybe help her as well. And it's not clear what exactly happened there, but it was definitely like a. Yeah. And I think she, I think that's what she's referencing uh, later in the scene at the, um, her psychiatrist or whoever that is yeah. office. And she gets hit with that, that feeling that she's talking about mm-hmm. um, where five seconds before this, it seemed like all she wanted was for Misty to leave. And right. Something tells her whatever that, that she is. Should stay. Yeah. That she should stay, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then we hop over to uh, Shauna and Jeff and Callie. It seems like people are really uh, starting to tire of this storyline. And I don't, I kind of, I, I like it. I think we get, I, we'll talk about it later, but we get, a, I think, a really great moment from Shauna. Definitely. In this, we're starting to really see that um i was wrong about callie early on i like her so much she's so much more Uh, likable now (laughs) which is a shame because she's so much more likable and also is becoming so much more like her terrible mother who i do love and also a pawn in something that she has no control over exactly uh, yeah. But I, I do. I'm, I'm starting to really uh, care for poor Callie. Well, and I just have such a soft spot for Jeff. Like, also I need Jeff. the comic relief that is Jeff. Mm-hmm. I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, with everything that's so heavy that's happening, it's like modern day Misty, modern day Jeff. Like, they just well, keep me like every now and then at least having a laugh. Yeah, and the thing too is you're saying that that I'm realizing is even with the stakes as high as they are theoretically for the three of them, I'm not really worried no. about them. Like I think they're going to be as fine as they can be. And so it's yeah. like I mean emotionally Shauna's not fine, but like Well, no. But again, it's fine as she Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like I don't think Shauna's going to jail. No. I don't like I, I don't think Callie like I'm just Yeah. I so I exactly I, 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 I totally agree. I think that, you know, Aside from the massive trauma that they're all dealing with, right? they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin wants them to come to the police station for questioning. And Jeff is all going to do his like protective dad thing until he, he realizes that it's not him that they want to yeah. talk to. It's Callie and Shauna. He just keeps being right, too, is the yeah. thing. Because like, he says, like, oh, I got your back, Shauna, whatever. And she's like, well, by us, it's it's me and Callie. And he's like, this is exactly yeah. what I was. And he's, I mean, he's. He's right. Okay. Well, but the, and then Shauna says that it would have been better if ha- Callie had had sex with the cop. God. And Callie's like, Mom, like, good which God. Is, which is kind of what we had also sort of said. I mean, not I really. I mean, she's but, not wrong. But but... Exactly. She yeah. says the thing that we've all been saying. Yeah. Though, though I don't think, I don't, I just, I. There I mean, has been is... some misconduct here right, either yeah. way. So yeah. I don't know that it really matters. And it's still Obviously, just a missing persons investigation. Like, they don't know that he's dead. 
That's also true. Like, this is a bit of I an kinda overreach. I kind of keep forgetting that. Yeah. The cops have no idea that Adam's dead. They just know he's missing. Right. The only one who has any proof is Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Such a good point. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, they don't know that yet. They have no body. No. Although, in the previews, we didn't see any previews for next week, but in the, like, season previews, we do see a crime scene that my guess is that that's Hacklebarney Park. And they're uh, finding the torso. I just nodded along. I'm like, yep, yep. Yep. Oh, but wait, do they actually say, hold on, is this just the Jersey in me? Or do they actually say, do, do we know that they dumped the body in, Hacklebar- in Hacklebarney Park? Yes. Or is that just us joking now? No, no, no. That's a, that's that's <laughs> canon. Amazing. That's canon. So then we go back to the cult and Lisa looking for Natalie. And I kind of forgot that this was like, Pretty quickly after last episode, when Nat and Lottie had that sort of like regression, whatever they that yeah. where they brought Nat back. Nat's still wearing that same duster. So. Yeah, yeah. Like because at first I was like, why is she so like off? But mm-hmm. then I remembered like this is I guess right after the night where Lottie like brought her back to the time when she overdosed and talk to travis about how like they they brought it back yeah um so she's out shooting at jars of honey (laughs) and she's so i was like god nat is being so and when you say that that literally the night before she's remembering for the first time and who knows how long what really happened that i was like that's being so angsty but it is that like she is also still a teenager like all of these women are so and we've said it over and over again, so stunted, but yeah. it like that it oh, sometimes her lines, her lines especially feel a little cheesy to me, but mm-hmm. it is just like. Shauna that's... too. I think that the two of them especially are very much stuck as their teen selves yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you kind of see that here. Like she's, I'm poison. Right. All I do is hurt people. <laughs> right. Very, very sort of melodramatic, but also like we understand why she feels that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's interesting though. Like this was a really, the, this and the other scene where Lisa and Nat are talking, I was like kind of moved by because Lisa is getting through to Nat in a way that mm-hmm. I don't think anyone ever has. Absolutely. It feels yeah. like they're talking about the fact that Travis supposedly killed himself. Right. And you know, she's saying she ruins people. She killed her best friend. And Lisa says it was already in him. And Nat says it's in me too. Um, they saw yep. and did so much fucked up shit. And maybe it was to survive, but they didn't deserve to. Like, this is some real frank language and honesty mm-hmm. from Nat, who has been very cagey about this stuff with most yeah, people. absolutely. Like, she was in rehab before. She didn't tell anyone anything. Mm-hmm. But Lisa, there's something about Lisa. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it is Lisa's not like impressed or or afraid of or intimidated by right. Nat putting all of that stuff on. Like she says like Or by you know, stabbing hurt... her with a fork. <laughs> exactly. She says a little later, you know, I hurt people and Lisa's like, so what? Like yeah. every so who everybody does. Yeah. Um I've said it a million times, but Juliette Lewis is so fantastic and her Ugh. her that this scene in particular, she's so good. That little the way she gives that that maybe mm-hmm. um uh I don't know that we deserve to. All that is so good. She's so... Well, and we've called out sort of her, like, comedic physicality before Mm -hmm. in a lot of this. But this episode, I feel like she had some really beautiful, subtle 
mm-hmm. emotions that you saw yeah. kind of go across her face that were less over the top, but felt mm-hmm. very like real. Absolutely. Um, I will was- say Lisa's word choice here was um, by no fault of her own, not the thing to say when she said it was already in him, as opposed to being like, I, you know, just yeah. the idea of all of them being uh, not infested. What's the word? Well, yeah, they they brought it back with them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we go to Van and Ty. Oh, one, oh, one yeah. second. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Um, she says here, like you said, she says, um, I made, you know, it's his, it's my fault. He killed himself. I made him believe I told him. And then Lisa cuts her off before she has a chance to say. So we still don't know what specifically travis thinks or she thinks travis thinks she was right about other than that they brought it back right i mean i kind of assumed that that's what they were talking about but only because that's what we saw but do we think or we're gonna find out that that's not what travis meant even though that's what they're all assuming or do we i mean i think we have no idea what travis actually meant i think that nat to me nat and lottie are like kind of grasping at straws mm-hmm. to figure out what the note meant if we right. if he even wrote the note like i just yeah i still feel like there's so much in that story that we don't understand and they mm-hmm. don't understand totally. um their explanations for all of it sort of still don't make a ton of sense to me but so then we do go to van and ty and this sort of moment is really it's very quick they're in van's office we see more of her attachment to earlier times she's using Mm -hmm. a very old mac like (laughs) one of the big bubble ones that was like a fun color (laughs) it's good i don't even know how that thing is still chugging along i know i know um but they talk about the night before which again as i had forgotten is when other ty kind of made an appearance and said like um this isn't where we're supposed this isn't where we're supposed to be i almost said we're not supposed to be here today. And that's something else. <laughs> other, other Ty says supposed to be wasn't here today. Wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I just went somewhere else with that. I understand. Um, but Van in this, I just, this interaction is so interesting because it really is like Van being very cognizant of the fact that Ty is super toxic for mm-hmm. her but also still being really like not willing to tell her to leave. Yeah. You know, she reminds her that she's married. She's like, by the way, you're married. Like, yeah, Yeah. there is no, and Ty is kind of taken aback by that a little bit. Not that she forgot that she was married, but kind of like, she probably did, (laughs) but she at the very least wasn't thinking about that as having anything at all to do with her life in this specific moment. Exactly. Exactly. And Van is like, hi, um, all of this that you're putting on me, you, you got here like what yesterday? <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just, it really struck me as that sort of like narcissist, yeah. you know, codependent, toxic, you know, not to throw terms out there, but, uh, but I, yeah. I don't think they're too far off. No, no, I don't think so at all. Especially when we actually had one of our listeners, um, messaged me on, uh, sent me a message on Reddit, uh, a little while ago and said, um we were talking about this relationship and was like it's like van's behavior is so much and i don't know if we've said this outright on the show but it's so clear that 
she's the child of an addict, which we know, oh, but it's like, God, yeah. it's absolute, that kind of codependent behavior yep. specifically of the like parent child, um, but just kind of then being transferred into this relationship or onto this relationship. 100%. I mean, like, you know, not to, not to go too personal, but like, there's something to someone being raised in that situation by that type of parent that then turns you into someone that's always, um, trying to save everyone yeah you know yeah. and she's definitely like as much as she knows she should tell ty to get the fuck out of there she's like no well i who else is gonna save her yeah you and know? she also knows as much as she should van knows she's not going to yeah <laughs> yeah uh is because she even says at the end of that scene ty does say like i'll get out of your way i forget exactly what she says mm -hmm. and then van's like i've got to open the store but if you want to make yourself useful because she doesn't she doesn't want ty to go yeah that was the moment where she could have been like yeah i think you should mm -hmm. and she was like well if you want to be here make yourself useful and that was yeah. like basically saying no please stay exactly. in a weird way um this is also when ty notices van's financial situation is not the best she sees not the bills great. in the trash mm -hmm. um which again she'll bring up later on um Ooh, and then we get the scene with Lottie and the whatever this therapist psychiatrist situation is because she's not in the same office as she was last time. No, or at the at the very least, she's in a different part of that office we haven't seen, which does is not, not look, that's does not, not at all look like no, the same office. No, and this show we talk about pretty much every week how oftentimes we speculate wildly about something that the show isn't really that we've just decided there's mm -hmm. something else going on and then the show proves us wrong and it was exactly what it seems i don't know how this could fall under that um umbrella they shoot no. it so specifically like the fact that we never see the psychiatrist's face the fact right. that the psychiatrist and like even in the subtitles it just says psychiatrist yeah um, I mean, you know, if you think about it in terms of production, they already had the set from the psychiatrist. Yeah. They could have just used it again <laughs> yep. if it was supposed to be her going back to the same person. Mm -hmm. But instead, they have a completely different setup. Like, we only see from the psychiatrist's perspective. Um, and something that's really important here is the psychiatrist calls her Lottie. Nobody mm -hmm. in the adult timeline other than the... Um, the other uh, survivors, the other, the rest of the soccer team uh, calls her Lottie. Right. She's Charlotte to all those people. Um, yeah. And so we hear a little bit more here about what Lottie thinks is actually happening. And she says, like, um, she's afraid she's not ill and never was. And that's like, I mean, that kind of sent a chill down my spine because that's true. Yeah. Like, you know, it's one thing to explain the experiences that she's had through the framework of like, the DSM and mental illness mm -hmm. and all of that. And like, as scary as those things can be, it's a little more controlled than yeah. what the alternative is. Well, and it's so sad. This is the most sympathetic I felt toward mm -hmm. Lottie in 2021, because it's like, right, you were out there. You already know that people think that differently of you because of your mental health. Right. And that that's something that you've been dealing with. And then mm -hmm. also, she was medicated before she left and we think the darkness was out there. It's not, they didn't bring it there. So she was struggling with some mental health issues before they left. And then yeah. they get to the wilderness and they all experience whatever they experience. And then she comes home with the rest of them and everybody else is acting like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's like, how awful for somebody 
who does struggle, you know, with with the kind of mental health struggles that she has to have everybody tell her. And even if they're not outright telling her, but to act as if it was all in her head. Yeah. And that's something she's been dealing with this whole time is so yeah. sad. Well, and I think it's it's sort of illuminating to hear her talk more specifically about what she thinks it was. Like she says, the power of that place, the God of that place. Yeah. Um, they did terrible things in its name. Um, and so it's feeling more like there's an entity that she's referring to, even if it's just, quote unquote, the wilderness, that it's like a specific thing. Yeah. Um, I also noted here that she's wearing, not that this should matter, but a red sweater and jeans and the bandage <laughs> on her hand is currently red. I do think that they're like, they've said that the color yeah. of the clothing is, mm -hmm. is significant. You just keep tracking that as we go along. Cause yeah, I'm mostly tracking know, like, patterns emerge. Yeah. And I'm also mostly tracking right now, like Nat and even Misty, like when they get to the cult versus like how much more lavender they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Cause I think we'll talk about it later in this episode. Suddenly Nat goes full lavender, full yeah. heliotrope. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're back at the cult at the drum circle. And wait, is, is Misty's jacket, I know it's like a plaid. Is it already purple and white? Yeah. She's prepared. She yeah. showed up ready to buy in. Well, she had a yellow coat on when she got there, but then she switched into oh, the yellow, the purple and white checkered funny. jacket. So I don't know if that was something she had with her or they just had a very oh. stylish plaid jacket that it was in her size. Mm -hmm. Either way. Yeah. But she's a, a drum circle now getting into her new, her new life. I just love this wellness retreat, whatever, that is on the surface, the silliest, lightest, most wooey, new agey, like that burial on, in the first scene yeah. here that's, you know, that that we joked about and their silly homemade masks. And now this silly drum circle with the person crying. Yep. Um, and then what's what seems to be lurking underneath. Yeah. And so Misty is sort of observing this woman kind of crying and... <laughs> the the guy from that she met in the beginning is like kind of encouraging her to to do the same she's like uh no i'm just i'm just here to talk to nat i'm just going through the motions oh but this was what this had one of the best lines oh <laughs> in the episode um this moment i texted to you cuz you watched <laughs> it first this time i did usually I up. usually i i think i tend to get to it before you do during mm -hmm. the day yep but this time you had already watched it and i just I, it's not a show that you should watch at midnight before bed no. at least this episode i usually watch it friday morning yeah. which is also not a, i don't know when the right time is for the show but i usually watch it with my morning coffee and breakfast and yeah I friday morning it. i think is is definitely um less crazy making than yeah because then the... i at least get to go out and see that the sun has risen yeah like i watched this episode of all episodes and then like a little after one just kind of had to like slink off to bed and be like welp good god yeah i'm really glad Dreams. i didn't do it this time and stay up for it i watched it the next day um but i i literally just texted you after dissolving a subscription horse meat business he started with his brother <laughs> His brother-in-law. His brother-in-law. Sorry. <laughs> it's very important. A subscription horse meat, horse meat business. business. Yes. And this comes up as he's telling Misty that most people end up there after some sort of like breakup of some kind. <laughs> well, because horse meat business. I know. It's just, yeah. 
Um, but as soon as he finds out and the group finds out that she knows Natalie, Misty becomes a little bit of a celebrity. Which she loves. Absolutely. She, she, one of my other favorite lines is that if you're done crying, I could tell you some stories. Yeah. Yeah. And they are. They're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's, let's hear yeah. about it. Cause they're all, it's all show. They're all playing. Yeah. The, like their little, like, I don't know, self-helpy parts in this. Well, and all Misty's ever wanted is to be like, you know, someone important in the group. Yeah. Somebody that people want to, want to hear from. Which obviously we see big time in 96. Which yeah. we'll get to pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but we pop back over to the police station because Callie and Shauna have just gotten there. I noted that they're dressed kind of similarly. They're wearing um, a similar color palette. Like both have these like olive green kind of over shirts on. Mm-hmm. Um, I And Shauna's saying that, you know, Callie doesn't have to, doesn't have to talk to them. Their dynamic, the two of them, is so much better it's they're co-conspirators now yeah not just mother and daughter they're co-conspirators and even when they're kind of like picking at each other a little bit like um shauna says something like you haven't done anything wrong you haven't committed any crimes and callie's like isn't lying to the cops a crime right and even that is still like kind of playful yeah yeah and then i have in my notes matt slash jay is waiting for them being a smiley asshole I also wrote Syracuse is an asshole. Yeah. Cops. He's the fucking worst. He's again, I love this actor, but boy, now that he, now that he knows that Callie knows he's a cop. Now that he thinks he's got them, Mm -hmm. he has become so smug and so slimy. It is. Oh God. He is the worst. Yep. Um, But he and Kevin Tan, I think have done the, have decided that they're going to split the two of them up. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to talk to Shauna and Kevin's going to try to get Callie to, to spill, so to right. speak. And I would bet that they hadn't decided together that they were going to play good cop, bad cop, that Kevin was just going to play cop. Yeah. And that uh, Jay, Matt has decided that that makes him bad cop then. Right. So that's, that's the tact he's taking with, uh, with Shauna. He's the fucking worst. Um, so we go back to Van and Ty. We get the little Miss Congeniality reference. Um, does Miss Congeniality go in Sandy good or Sandy bad? <laughs> That's a game we should play is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Ty is good Ty and bad Ty. So. Oh, funny. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, but this is where she confronts Van about her financial issues. And Van is like. Um, excuse me, this is not what we're here to talk about. Um, uh, yeah, she's which like, is fair. Although Ty does bring up the thing that we have often questioned. She's like, well, I used to be a real estate lawyer. Right, right, exactly. But then the phone rings and she says, oh, it could be the hospital. And Ty goes off to take the call. And it's not. It's this is like, it's almost like she's remembering, oh, wait, my wife is in the hospital. Yeah. My son is God knows where. Yeah, I had a dog. Like, but that doesn't last for very long. Um, They must be, by the way, somebody did point out last week, I think either on Reddit or one of the Facebook groups that he's, that Simone, he and Simone were staying with Simone's mother. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not actually, he's not like still at school or anything. Yeah, exactly. But it's fun to think that, you know, he's Mm -hmm. actually home aloneing it. Yeah. And, and him being with Simone's mother is just, (laughs) it seems like it's just fortunate because I don't know that Ty... Like, who knows? She wasn't. She wasn't calling babysitters before yeah. she left. 
exactly um so but it's not the hospital it's misty um and she's telling ty about about the retreat and how she needs to come there and (laughs) this is what i texted you because again i was watching this friday morning Mm -hmm. and misty says it's a bunch of granola losers but the food is surprisingly great and I was granola losers currently eating a... granola. <laughs> yeah, you granola loser. I was eating my granola and yogurt <laughs> in the morning, being called out by Misty. Such a funny insult. Granola losers. Yeah. She's having a great time. She is having a great time. She's she's in her element. Mm-hmm. You know, a mystery is afoot. Exactly. Um and then and then what? I think we're back to Ty and Van who are yeah, then... in the car on their way to mm-hmm. misty um i love that even van's car is old yeah like it's a 90s either it's like not a station wagon it's like an old range rover or something i can't quite remember like that. they have an interesting little conversation here i really like the two of them calling each other out on things like they really because like not that not that ty has any room to talk but it's also like van's not like in the great space that she would like Ty to think she's in either. No. So No. And it's interesting because I think when when we saw the preview and we saw Van first seeing Lottie, we talked about how well we'll get to it, but we talked about how stunned and emotionally like affected she was. But here we see but on the way there, she's just like kind of dismissive of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's brings up the fact that like, you know, no, I'm not curious to see what Lottie, the diagnosed schizophrenic, is is up to with her cult. Like, I'd rather keep the past in the past and all that stuff. And so it's interesting to think about at the end when they see each other, how yeah. that goes right out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, and then Ty says, like, you know, she says, like, keep the past in the past. She's like, you live in the past. You own a video store. Mm-hmm. And then Van has that Half your wardrobe is later, Kenny t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and... She has that line that where she says, like, not, yeah, but not the past. The past where we thought things could be. I don't remember what she says exactly. But it's important because she says, like, not the one. It's like, yeah, the past where we thought things could still be good, not the one we actually lived. It's not exactly what she says. but Yeah, but that's the idea. Um, And it's, again, so interesting to look at the different ways these women are stuck in in the past. Right. Van also can't move on, but her stasis is rooted in this sort of like idyllic disappearing into the movies and mm-hmm. into this like to to like and really the part of like that time period that they missed out on by first of all being stuck for a year and a half in the yeah. woods, but then also having to, you know, when they return, they don't get to kind of jump right back into things the way everybody else does. Right. And Ty is, I think, asking these questions she asks like you know she wants to know she hasn't given up on love and van is like well yeah i have but not because you (laughs) don't flatter yourself yeah don't flatter yourself so good but i love the idea that van did has had some kind of little life out there that we don't know anything about and honestly like yeah ty is married with a kid Mm -hmm. but i the amount of time we've seen ty and simone together it hasn't felt they haven't felt connected in like the way that two married people you right. assume are connected. Like I think because mm-hmm. we assume that Simone doesn't know about Ty's past, right, right, in like the worst parts of it, 
that there's mm-hmm. always this divide between them. So like, even though Ty theoretically has been in love with her wife this whole time, she even said to Shauna when they were having that little sleepover, like, the, it's a different kind of thing with Simone. It's not exciting. It's not like, it doesn't have that thing. It doesn't have it. Right. Um, so. Oh. Well, and it's sad to think too, for poor Simone's sake, that like, Everything Ty has done, it has seemed up to this point, is in her quest to live the life she had planned for herself before she left. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible that in the same way that going, you know, away a to law school and becoming a lawyer and all of that, that, like, part of that plan was also to get married and have a kid. Yeah, exactly. And she, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think she and Shauna have that in common, right? Like, they both went and lived some expected life like shauna's wasn't the one that she had anticipated for herself it's somebody else's expected right but but still they both ended up kind of trapped in what they thought or other people thought was like the the path that they were supposed Mm -hmm. to be on we get back to the cult for a minute and back to nat and lisa lisa comes in with the fish (laughs) is it 14th gilly I think it's the 14th gilly. I think I thought it was 13th, but I think it's 14th. It'd be a little on the nose for Lucky 13 to be the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, But Lisa's trying to have Nat be responsible for something other than herself. She says, even if just for today. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of them passing this, like, sisterhood of the traveling gilly back and (laughs) forth whenever one of them needs it most. Yeah. Yeah, and Nat's like, I don't want your fish. But this, again, was, like, such a nice Nat scene where, like, Lisa is getting to her, Mm -hmm. right? She says, like, how did you – why did you forgive me for, like, trying to stab you with the fork? And she said, you know, something about meeting suffering with compassion. And It's it's another canned kind of line that you know Lisa has heard probably Lottie say. Yeah. But – when like thinking back to earlier in the episode when i was saying that nat is still kind of like this this teenager of course a line like that is going to work on her now she's being and i mean that in a good way that like nat yeah. is like somehow lisa is kind of like giving nat the support and the care that probably if nat had gotten when they got off the plane in 96 you know she might be yeah in well, a much I better think- place now And I think part of the reason it seems that they didn't get sort of quote unquote good therapy when they got back is because nobody would admit what happened. Mm -hmm. And so you can't process trauma if you can't talk about it or if you can't at least admit it to yourself Mm -hmm. even, you know? And so now she kind of is doing that because she doesn't seem like she hasn't told Lisa at flat outright, like, oh yeah, we ate people. But like, she keeps saying like, we did really bad shit out there. And Mm -hmm. Lisa's like, yeah, people do bad shit. Like, mm-hmm. so what? You know? I love Lisa. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I just looked at my notes as to what came next. Oh. Uh, what would we do without Jeff? I don't know, but I would be so much sadder. <laughs> I cackled. It's so... He's so silly. He's and he's just... such a 90s himbo. Oh like, my god. I mean, yeah. not that NWA is himbo music, but no. there is a whole generation of like white dudes that were like, you know, singing along to NWA, mm-hmm. you know, in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. I just love that he like 
think like is thinking like Jeff is like I I think in a lot of ways thinks of his life like it's like a soundtrack like these songs mm-hmm. like the Papa Roach and mm-hmm. and you know when he's really going through it and then this when he's out front of the police station yeah like it's so it's so endearing I like yeah. I, I bet he's got playlists for like every part of his day mm-hmm. he just oh my god I love Jeff. that's I love that's Jeff. a task for for a slow Sunday come up with each of their like Spotify playlists <laughs> yeah right like well, what's, what's the... Jeff's running playlist yeah so Jeff's listening to fuck the police outside the police station he's there and he's supporting his wife and his daughter mm-hmm. he is if he can't go in with them he's gonna make sure his music gets his feelings across exactly um, but then Ty calls Shauna's phone and he answers it and he tells them he tells her she's in the bathroom for some reason I don't it's know. A, it is a weird. It reminded me a little bit of like you ever answer the phone when you're high and realize you shouldn't have. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. Like <laughs> not for a long time, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either, but but uh but I, I just I remember one time very specifically where a friend of mine who I'd been high with in the past called, but for some reason in my head I was like oh no she's gonna know that i'm high right and then just trying really hard to be like normal in that moment and i know that he's not here but... yeah i mean why did he answer her phone like that's such a weird you know I, yeah and it's not very jeff well i was gonna say it's not very jeff like if because here's here's what my thought process just was well he knows his wife is like has lost her mind mm-hmm. <laughs> he also knows that ty i think he knows that ty is in on it right he knows that I think so. Yeah, but they helped her. Yeah, that's true. With the body, and so the like speculative part of him, I could see answering. But then I was like, "But that, but it's it seems like Jeff would want her to think that he trusts her." And I don't mean that in like a in like a sneaky way, but in like a, I want my wife to know that I trust her way. Yeah. Uh, but I also think maybe he just didn't think about it. The phone rang and he answered it. Yeah. He even says like, "I got a call." Well, actually, you got a call. Yeah, a little later. Um, but, and this is such a weird stilted conversation. Like, and I think I chalk it up to them all being like kind of out of their minds with confusion and stress and, Mm -hmm. and who knows what about whom. Yeah. And this whole weird situation they're in, but they're, neither of them are acting like normal human beings. Like, (laughs) no, not at all. Jeff is like, you know, oh, she's in the bathroom. It might be a while. And Ty like stiffly recounts the entire situation where she's like, and I'm with Van. Just it's like so, hi van <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because they're like on the one hand it's as if she's li- like she's telling it as if she's lying yeah like as if she's, she's not a story on the fly but it's also as if she's telling it as if like why am i telling the truth oh i'm still telling that i am continuing to tell jeff the truth what is going on here? right and van's looking at her like uh okay yeah <laughs> all right uh sure it's such a weird moment. It's so funny, though. I really loved that. It was so odd. And I don't know what... I, I wonder... That's one of those things where I'd really love to know if that was a Tawny line read decision mm. or if the director was like... Giving that <laughs> Act like you're confused di- why you're speaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, but that's just a quick moment. And then we go back to the cult um, and Misty's holding court at the lunch table. I also wrote Misty's holding court. <laughs> She is. That's exactly what she's doing. She's enjoying Mm -hmm. this fascination with her as one of the yellow jackets. But then Nat comes over and asks Misty why she came back and says that Nat didn't seem like herself and she was worried. And I mean, that's, she didn't. No. You know, 
She says that they're like celebrities there. Isn't it great? <laughs> Nat's like, uh, is it? Oh. But this was where, so what we've been saying about how Nat is sort of, at, is actually changing from, mm-hmm. I think, the relationship primarily with Lisa. Because Nat asks about Walter and Misty gives some sort of excuse like, oh, that's over, whatever. And she's, Nat says, we're all like this, aren't we? And her, this is another example of what you were talking about earlier with her more subtle, mm-hmm. but really like informative acting here. That that line is, there's just so much in there. So much behind that. And that I wrote, is she meeting suffering with compassion? Because she kind of is, right? Like right. This to me feels like the first time that she has looked at Misty and seen Misty's suffering mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. seeing just Misty being a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. She's seeing Misty and relating to how fucked up it how the way that she sees the world is mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it really felt like a change to me in the way that Absolutely. she interacted with her and it's important too for nat i think who has clearly felt so and for good reason isolated and alone and on her mm-hmm. own and those are three different ways to say the same thing <laughs> i don't know why i did that but all of this time and then to be like oh no the other people i know who are here went through the same thing i did yeah like and we're we've all been affected and probably to nat on the outside for everybody except maybe misty she's she what she has seen is again ty living her sort of like political dream life and Mm -hmm. shauna married with her kid and so i'm sure when you see all of that especially if you're so um concerned with your own survival and all of that you might not think about how everybody else is, of course, suffering as well. Right. Yeah. And up until this point, Misty has been sort of like an annoying gnat flying around. Gnat. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> oh, my brain is so slow right now. <laughs> um, she's been this annoying little bug flying around uh, Nat's head. And now it really she seems like she sees her. Yeah. Well, we've even, I mean, we like... I we're usually joking, but we have even treated Misty as sort of like the we we always say like you know Misty seems to be the least affected, and Misty you know uh, yeah seemed like ready to to just kind of like live, and she's given us reason for that. She destroyed the fucking transmitter. Yeah, <laughs> like, she also you know killed Jessica Roberts most likely. Right. You yeah. know, so or I mean, least, she is even if Jessica's not dead, we, that was certainly Misty's intention. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't think that we're wrong for reading her that way. Um, but I do think I understand why it might have also taken Nat some time to really come around and see uh, with Misty of all people that there's yeah. more there. There's like some humanity there. There's some common ground in the, in the, how broken they both were by that experience. This is for, this is a fun little like nod to procedural shows to me this moment where they go back and forth between the two interrogations <laughs> where they're like yeah, pitting yeah. them against each other mm-hmm. um, trying anyway yeah it didn't work but this was two a, great scenes it was Everybody's, a great scene for shauna too like i mean so good here yeah it's so funny because i when i first watched this scene i was with matt in that i thought she was just like playing Right. And being like, you know, putting on this act of, you know, oh, yeah, I'm just this, you know, what did she say? I never even wanted to be a mom. I didn't start out as a bad person. You have a kid that you don't want to save marriage. You got into out of guilt and shame and you can't really let yourself love each other, either of them. But of course you do. And uh. I really was like, 
she's oh she's she's fucking with him right and then all of a sudden in the middle of it i was like no she is being honest i think she's being strategically honest is my guess yeah but i, I think, think this her strategy is once again i don't not think great. it's good <laughs> but i think i uh, actually i don't know if i think this let me let me walk that back yeah there's a i i wonder if it feels a or, little like she lost control in that moment that's what I was just going to, especially when the scene we see next with her and Jeff, when she tells him, yeah. like, you can tell that she seems surprised that it happened. Yeah. But my guess is, I don't I know. Don't... Yeah. I don't think, I actually don't. I'm changing my mind in this as I'm talking through it. I um, think we just assume because she has been so um, sort of cunning or... Mm-hmm. I guess strategic, even if it's not always the best strategy. She has always felt like she's had a plan or something, even if it's not a good plan. Mm-hmm. Having this happen while she's in there kind of seems surprising at first, but she is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. But it's also an honesty of they can't, it's not like, so if they pull those text records, mm-hmm. they're going to see that Shauna did have an affair. I know. And if she lies directly about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now all they know is. She slept with him. She slept with him, which the text will prove. And then he disappeared. Right. Right. Um, So whether it was intentional or not, I don't think this was a bad move. But it is interesting when you say like how cunning and, and kind of calculated she often is, whether or not it's, you know, make it's the thing to do Um, that this moment of honesty is juxtaposed with her daughter yeah being the cunning one yeah yeah very calmly too Mm -hmm. like you see it happen you see her face change when she realizes like okay i think i'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. you know because he's trying he says that sean is using her and for a second i think you you're meant to kind of wonder like wait is she gonna turn on her and then you see like no, she's gonna she's gonna take the suggestion, mm-hmm. you know, and say that <laughs> her face crumbling is so funny. It's so, it's so good. fake. Like yeah, you can it's... see her put it on, but uh-huh. she goes full for she goes all the way. Yeah. like she goes right for it. And Kevin, for a second, thinks he's got her. Yeah, when he pushes, because she's like, "Oh, it's so stupid," and he pushes the tissues toward her, and he's like, "Oh, no, you're not." He says, "Like, uh, he says you're not stupid at all." Yeah, and then. She's like, I was a virgin. (laughs) He's kind of like, he's not, he's not that stupid though. He kind of knows that she's probably exaggerating, but he did. I mean, he did take her out to drinks and, you know, and she's got proof of that. Yeah. She's got plenty of proof of those text messages and she's so smart. She can describe his weird ass balls. (laughs) Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) Great. It's just... Like, he fucked up just enough mm-hmm. that she, you know, like, he's, I think he's screwed. Because Kevin, Kevin can, even like she said, okay, then charge me and we'll see who a jury believes. Yeah. Which, you know, was kind of laying her cards on the table, but also smart because it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, she's like a sympathetic young girl. He's a creepy ass, you know, cop with a terrible mustache. Like, <laughs> I would believe her too. Of course. So they go back to the car. And... I know that he didn't. Oh, yep. Sl- that he didn't have sex with her, and I still want him to go to jail for it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he's he's awful. Yeah. He's awful. 
so they come back out to the car. Well, Shauna comes back out first, and Jeff is just sitting there, like, slurping on his drink in this, mm-hmm. like, very weird, silly way. Something I, I wonder if that was a choice by the actor to just, he's like, <laughs> I, this is completely unimportant, but it just really, like, stuck out to me because it's gross. He's got a straw. He's got, like, a soda from a, you know, fast food place. And he's, like, sucking the soda up into the straw and then letting it go back down. And then sucking it up into the straw and letting it go back down. It's because he's also a teenager still. He's putting, <laughs> it's like such a teenage boy. Backwash back yep. in the soda. It's disgusting. <laughs> he might anyway. as well be blowing bubbles into it, you Ugh. know? like Gross. Um... So Shauna comes back and she she immediately tells Jeff what happened and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, he says, you're out of control, Shauna. And she's like, yeah, she's you like, think? yeah, you think <laughs> she's coming apart, mm-hmm. you know? And so he tells her about Ty's call and tells her, like, I think you need to get the fuck out of here for a few days at least because you're <laughs> every time you try to, you know, do anything, you're making it worse here. Yeah, and he's right because it's like yeah, she's got the gun in the co- in the glove box yeah. of the car too. Well, because the thing is, is it like is the smartest thing to do when you know that the police are interested in you is to skip town? No, no. But if we're triaging the situation, that might be better than you being around because, like Jeff said, she just keeps putting her foot in it in like a really yeah, like she's running her mouth like you know. Oh, I, just not to go backwards, but there was a, a moment that just made me hate the cop even more. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, she says to him, you're accusing me of bang, being a bad mom. And he says, yeah. And she says, well, aren't you a fucking genius? He <laughs> looks like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. He's me? so pleased oh, with himself. Thank I'm you like, for noticing. You fucking suck. I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> I hate him so much. Um, yeah, he's, he's but then Kylie true. pops in to the car and says like she used Shauna's idea <laughs> um oh, yeah. her line read of uh fuck are we going to jail is, is good there that's a good one are we going to jail yeah she says it very casually mm-hmm. i really do care for callie and i like this turn mm-hmm. in a way but it's also so sad to see her kind of thrive in this now yeah. that she's in on it with her mom it's it's a sad. I mean, after Shauna says all that to the cop about how she never wanted Callie and like she loves her in spite of herself and all that, imagine growing up with that parent. Yeah. Because even know? if Shauna has never said that to Callie, and I'm sure that she hasn't, you there's no way you can't you feel, can feel it. Yeah. That for sure. Oh. Yeah. Callie is is actually as funny as she is and as fun to watch as the actor is, like it's not a happy story in that way when you think exactly. about what her growing up was probably like. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of mother-daughter-like relationships, <laughs> we go back to Nat and uh, Lisa. Although Lisa's gone, Nat is just staring at the fish. Uh-huh. She really thought. She really thought she was going to be able to kill this fish. I knew there was no way she was killing that no, fish. No, of course not. She just watches it breathe for a second and then just like uh-huh. dumps it back in. But this is this is what I meant about the clothing, because she puts the fish back. She's currently wearing red, black, and yellow. She feeds the fish, and then she puts on the lavender clothes, mm-hmm. like in that order. She's like a kind of she's like, like kind of like leaning in, like she knows yeah. that, like those those what? ugly lavender Birkenstocks that she had like thrown <laughs> off the bed previously. Uh-huh. That's what she goes to grab. It's so funny. It's interesting that like 
uh, Lottie's stupid wellness retreat is actually like seems to be doing mm-hmm. some good for for Nat anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like actually facing what happened a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the last couple of scenes of 2021, which in the order of the show leads up to like right before the end. Um, but we see Van and Ty in the car. Ty is going to like get out. Van's in that moment saying like, I don't want to go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, we can go to IHOP instead. Like we don't have to do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this was like, Again, I know we don't have that many Jersey moments right now other than Misty's uh, brass knuckles or whatever, but <laughs> we see Shauna just kind of fly by and go up the driveway. And I was yep. like, oh, yeah. That's how she would drive that minivan. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't... There's just something so fun about all of them as adults because even just that little bit of Ty and Van being like... that Ty's like, shit, that's Shauna's mm-hmm. minivan. And then they're both like, kind of like energized. Yeah. That. Follow that like, van. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I just, I thought that was so, it was such a fun little, yeah. I don't know. Especially when thinking about really how serious all of this is. Oh, but yeah. The, like, there was still such a light moment. Yeah. And this begins sort of the convergence. Also, Shauna got there really fast. She drives like she's from Jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, that has to be, if they're in upstate New York, that could be anywhere from, like, two hours to, like, five hours. Mm-hmm. Or even more, depending on where they are. Yeah. Um, but she got but, there quick. Yeah, especially, I guess it is, it's, I was thinking about them having to time this so perfectly. Yeah. In terms of, like, when Ty and Van leave Ohio versus... If a train leaves Ohio at 6.07 and uh, New Jersey. Although, I mean, if they're in central Jersey, nobody cares about this. But if they're in central Jersey. (laughs) You and I care. And Van and Ty are in Ohio. If the cult is in, like, western upstate New York. Yeah, that's true. Then they would actually get there much faster than Shauna. Mm -hmm. But if it's in, like, the Hudson Valley area. Which is, I think, for some reason. Not important you and I decide that. I decided that it was near the Hudson Valley, that it was sort of like either um, Catskills, Adirondacks. Um, I think just because there is a lot of sort of like pseudo cult wellness, wellness sort of stuff stuff going on up there. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but this is where the convergence begins, right? They all start to come together. Mm-hmm. Shauna and Ty and Van get out of their cars. Nat comes down in her heliotrope. <laughs> Lottie is standing in front of the lake and she turns around and we get that eye contact that we saw in the preview. Mm-hmm. And I know then, we talked about it last week, but Van's reaction is truly so baffling. intense. Like, I can't wait to find out I know. what's going on there. I know their first words to each other because she really walked into that situation like this fucking place yeah stupid cult and then she sees lottie and her just her face just completely flips mm-hmm. but this is where like lottie turns around and we see the overhead shot which shows us of course that lottie has set it up as the symbol what the hell lottie yeah her planters and her beehives and her stage all make the symbol I mean, it's on the necklaces they all wear. It's not like it's that big of a surprise, but that's it was still a very striking visual. You know what? 
why are we all losing our minds over that? It's on the, it's it's on on the, the necklaces. necklaces they all wear. I know. It's not a surprise at all. No. It might as well be on the gate. You're yeah. right. You're right. I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> I mean, she's already using it for everything. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? Drone out there to do that. Of course it is. Yeah. It should also, it's probably like on, like. It's like on her letterhead. Monty Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> all the stationery that she got printed for her cult what? What a big deal. her graphic designer formatted it she you got all... necklaces made yeah she got necklaces made <laughs> why does it why did... sorry uh, I, know. I don't know why does it matter it doesn't but it was something about the visual i will say even knowing that it was there was something about the visual of them all converging <laughs> from opposite ends of the symbol yeah, and yeah. like seeing that the paths in the place and that it's been the in plain sight this whole right. time, and that like sure, okay. yeah. But yes, they already are wearing necklaces with a symbol. In my head, I'm like, did Lottie do that on purpose? Is this just something that she's been compelled? Like, is the triangle just like? Does she like? Because the triangle is just like a path. It's not like the plant. The lines are like planters, mm-hmm. and this and the head and the hook are. But the actual triangle and the main line through, and I'm like. Does Lottie have like a morning walk that she does that she doesn't even realize she's been paid? Like, but no, no, she just uses the symbol for everything. It's even we haven't talked about this. It's, it's on her business a, card. Well, but it's there's literally a painting in her cabin mm-hmm. or in her like house or whatever that's just the straight up symbol. Yeah. It's not even hidden. It's like a floral like, it's motif. Not... But it's the symbol. <laughs> yeah. No, they're what all. What are we doing here? <laughs> They're all wearing those necklaces. <laughs> Should we cancel this podcast? Oh, God. <laughs> it was the last big shot in 2021. Yeah. Like the last scene of 2021 before the last scene in this episode is the big reveal. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course it's there. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm so taken. <laughs> I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> I'm about to cry a lot. Yeah. Because we're moving into 96. Yeah, we're going into it. So I should stop. I Keep know. Going. <laughs> but so I think, you know, in the sort of like what's next in 2021, we're going to see what happens when they all get together. And I honestly, I have no predictions. I have no idea. There's all sorts yep. of wild things out there about like, you know, oh, they're going to all go back to the cabin together or they're going to sacrifice someone. Hey, listeners, uh, just a little editor's note here. We recorded this episode before they released the trailer for next week. Um, so Jody and I do some speculating, but we don't have a whole lot to go on. And so I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that that's um, that's that's what's going on here in the rest of this episode. That's all. I did see there were some photos. There's no new trailer, but there were some photos released. Mm-hmm. And there was one of someone at the cult holding a goat. And I really hope that goat is okay. Oh, no. Yeah, no, hopefully it's just like a goat for milk. And it's not going to yeah. be anything else. But I saw someone it's... holding a goat. God, though, the juxtaposition of Nat not being able to kill a goldfish and then all of them sacrificing a goat would be. Yeah. Well, wasn't Walter uh, at one point, like, uh, making yeah. goat cheese goat or goat milk goat cheese with billy yeah billy the goat yeah i would love to see walter come back and be like hey guys thought i was gone did you i i hope that we get a little more uh a little more walter i think we will i was um walking the other day in my neighborhood and i saw a guy wearing the walter like um a puffy vest yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I'm just pretty good. I'm procrastinating. I don't want to talk about the sadness. I. It starts on a light note. Well, let's start here first. Is that just to remind people, if you didn't listen to last week, because we mostly talked about Rosemary's Baby, you and I speculated quite a bit about the different possibilities Mm -hmm. of what this birth could be, including a stillbirth, including birth Mm -hmm. and then death, including we joked that maybe she gives birth to a demon like the Jersey Devil. You had your really cool hysterical pregnancy theory. Which I I was right that I was wrong about. I knew and... I was wrong, but I liked it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a cool theory. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think is that... Well, the other option would have been that the baby lived and was still right, alive the... somewhere, which right. I don't think either of us thought was true. No. And then, um, and the last thing we said was that we thought probably the baby wouldn't survive, but we'd never actually see that happen because they would dress it up with some sort of hallucination. Right. Which we were also wrong about, but... Yeah, we were somehow we were wrong about that and kind of in a weird way, right about a lot of yeah. the rest of it, but yeah. also wrong. Yeah, <laughs> somehow managed to be both at the same time. Yeah, so. But we start off ahead of time. We start mm-hmm. off earlier than the crash at health, in health class. This was so funny. I saw someone on Reddit posting like, did the coach, would a coach really be teaching sex ed? I was like, yes. Is okay. Literally Jody. everyone's gym teacher taught sex ed. Okay, so I was thinking about this too because I saw that on like I said I don't mess around with Reddit because people are like really deep in theories and smart there, but I do um sometimes pop into the Facebook groups before we record because right. there's never a productive discussion over there. Um <laughs> and somebody said the same thing there and then I was like is that just a Jersey thing? I don't think so. I think there were other well, people on the thread that were like, "No, my my gym teacher yeah, was also so my then, health teacher." It's funny because my first thought was like, well, no, because in Mean Girls, there's a big joke about the coach in Mean Girls also being the health teacher. Right. But then I was like, Mean Girls, the movie, the movie's set in Chicago, but it's based on a book about a school in Jersey. Hmm. And I was like, oh, so maybe it is just Jersey. But I just, I think, I don't, it's not just Jersey. I was like, I was reading up on um, a unrelated to Yellow Jackets Reddit thread where somebody asked, somebody just randomly was like, Everybody else have their his, have their gym teachers teach their health classes, and it seems pretty split. It seems like some schools, um, it'll be like the biology teacher, huh. or some schools that would make more people, sense. Well, you know, it would make even more sense than that. The health teacher is, it's, is well, it's to just hire a health teacher, of course. But some people were saying that their school nurse taught it. Oh, interesting. Like, oh, the one person with some oh, medical actually, training. Actually, one year we did have that. <laughs> Usually, it was oh, a really? gym teacher. But when I was in like fifth or sixth grade, that very first, oh my god, did that bring back a weird memory? Uh, the one where they separate you out and yeah. make you watch. Yeah, the nurse came in, and she had big boobs. <laughs> and she came in and she grabbed her boobs and she said, these are not boobs. These are breasts. And I was like, what? What? Oh, boy. Wow. You could have gotten that message across without... By not touching yourself, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a repressed something or other. But anyway. Anyway. Yes. Coach Ben is showing the miracle of life, a movie that is horrifying when you're mm-hmm. in junior high or high school. And we just see a little social scene of like Van and Ty sitting behind Jeff and Randy, um, joking about how Randy needs magnums all day. Mm-hmm. And Jeff passes a note to Shauna. And we see here actually that like they've been doing this now for a minute and that he's pursuing her just as mm-hmm. much as she's pursuing him. Yep. But then 
she does this little thing where she has to like cover it up because it's like, well, why is Jeff passing her in class? Right. Cause Jeff's an idiot. Yeah. He is an idiot. Oh, Although she... here's something though, is <laughs> Randy is being a jackass yes. and, and being really gross and inappropriate. And Jeff is refusing to engage. Yeah. He, I mean, he won't even look at the screen, which is its own kind of immaturity, Yeah, but he's still, it's like Jeff's, Jeff's kind of always been Jeff. <laughs> like, yeah. It's inappropriate. And obviously it's really fucked up that he's sleeping with his girlfriend's best friend. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know why it feels like, oh, but that's just Jeff. He just doesn't know any better. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I mean, we talked about this when we talked about season one. I, I don't know if we ever ended up with it as part of the pod, but like the fact that Jeff is, yet another sort of male figure in this that we think is going to be a lot worse than he actually is mm-hmm. right because of the position that he's put in in the show and what his role is but actually i mean yes he slept with his girlfriend's best friend but it people seems do like the worst up shit yeah. in high school like that like yeah and it's like the worst thing jeff has done if we don't count <laughs> we don't count the black wife, the b-male <laughs> the b-male the worst thing that jeff seems to have done is to sleep with his girlfriend's best friend when he was a teenager yeah yeah like oh jeff and i mean i don't know i feel like when you're in high school you do dumb shit like that right right and maybe other people did it but well and it's also like jackie and jeff both like they both knew that they weren't yeah you know, jeff I even says it later to shauna after the lunch with her jackie's parents or he's like she was gonna dump me anyway like this was not a lifelong thing like i was the high school boyfriend yeah but she says jackie likes poppies i'll bet she knows that i'll bet that's correct oh yeah (laughs) i bet it wasn't jackie yeah um i'm trying to think if there's anything else specific in this scene i feel like there was one other thing that was like very well, Misty asks how much blood there is on average. Oh, yeah. And Misty's the only one who's watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when Blur starts playing and we get the <laughs> flip. Yeah. With the woo-hoo. So good. Oh, my God. The music cues. This episode had, I mean, they always do, but this episode had a few really great, uh, really great choices. Yeah. Um, but now we are in it and I feel like we stay in it. Yeah. That, that needle drop in particular really made me ex- like excited for this in a way where I thought maybe we were going to be gearing up for something not completely heartbreaking. Yeah. Because it's it's such a like we high were. energy. Yeah. No. It um, got sad. But I yeah. think the big thing here, so we can talk through it kind of beat by beat, but I think the mm-hmm. big thing here is the sort of fake out of it all. Um, yeah. So I was thinking as we talk through this, let's just make it a point to mark yeah where that occurs so that we yeah yeah and um i saw something where the creators or the director of that episode i think it was said like they if you go back and watch they definitely did some sort of like little easter eggs in the background to like let you know that this is different that this is like not the same oh really yeah it was little things i think but i definitely noticed that well we'll talk about when we get to it but i i definitely noticed that when Shauna is in her sort of like near death kind of dream state, mm-hmm. that the interiors of the cabin look different. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've watched it only twice so far, which is low Same. number for me. But I yeah, definitely I... want to go back and like look a little more carefully. 
but so we we go to the cabin and Shauna's in labor and everybody's running around trying to get everything set up for her as best they can. Seems like they should have had a, plan? a better plan by now. They've had so much time. Yeah. Yeah. No plan. Nope. So I Although I somebody re- made a bassinet out of sticks in a really creepy way. That was a creepy little bassinet. Yeah. That was probably from the baby shower though, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just seems to me you like misty at the very it. least. Yeah. <laughs> and an upside down cross. Yeah. Um, which, well, Mari kind of, because she makes that, that mobile. Weird, little, <laughs> weird little mobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should have known. Yeah. Uh, we kind of did. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but they have no idea. I'm just because like we see very quickly Misty is not prepared for this. No. And I'm just surprised that she didn't have some plan leading up to it. That they hadn't like stockpiled well, she and Crystal rags. Were gonna and... Sing. They had a they plan. Were gonna, they were going to sing. They were going to do a song. They were going to do a song. They were going to do a song. Yeah. But uh, Mari asks they, if they need to boil water. And yeah. They're and kind of kill... just not sure what to do. They're, yeah. They're all just kind of scrambling around. And then. Shauna is clearly in a lot of pain, which childbirth is painful, but you can tell immediately that, like, this is worse than I think we, anybody was expecting. Well, especially Um, when, um, we see this pretty shortly, when Misty ends up, like, trying to to help and and be the sort of, like, you know, sort of midwife midwife. role. Yeah, and she ends up with her hands all bloody, and we're like, "Uh uh-oh. But before that... We uh, get Lottie and her crew sort of imposing their ideas on the situation. They grab hands with Travis and um, who else is it? It's Van, Travis, Jen, and Lottie holding hands. And Lottie says, we should say our hopes for the baby. (laughs) Mari, (laughs) wilderness, I hope Shauna doesn't die. Oh my God, Mari. I know everybody hates her. I still, I thought, I... I don't know. She really, she cracks me up. Though, but the the real thing here in this scene is that they they pull that shit. Lottie is like all up in Shauna's business, and Ty mm-hmm. is the one who makes her back up and says like, "You need to give her some space." I know you're yeah. just trying to help, um, but this is hard enough. Which yeah. is, it was only what the <laughs> just a few hours before that they were out in the woods, and Shauna was like, "I need you to have my back." Mm-hmm. And in this moment, we see Ty. Yeah, because you know, yeah. she it's not that it's not necessarily that she doesn't believe that Lottie's group could maybe have some influence there. Like, yeah, she, no, we again, see her take part in a, in a weird way, kind of split between the two mm-hmm. ideas a little bit later on. Right. But she but yeah, in that moment chooses to. Yeah. She's like, this is not helping. Yeah. You need to back off. And so they don't. They just don't do the weird, creepy shit near Shauna. Right. They go do it over by the fire. Um, but Shauna's like says something feels weird. Ty gets her a drink. I I hadn't really thought about this until everybody started bringing up Rosemary's baby again. But there's a lot of people giving Shauna drinks in this, mm-hmm. which kind of to me called back to the sort of smoothies from the neighbors. Yeah, and even and only one of them is drugged, and that one isn't even real because, as we know, that was part right. of her hallucination part of the, yeah. but it's still really that what we do know to be the case and has been the case even before this episode is that these people feel a lot of ownership over shauna's baby and mm-hmm. then by extension shauna's body and yeah. so the fact that they are and i know that in this case they're doing it to be helpful they're they're bringing her tea and whatever and it's there but it's still like it 
that that parallel definitely still exists i think i think you're totally right to call that out yeah she's like a vessel for something that they are counting on to be like a super important part of their lives yeah yeah lottie even says to um misty a little later you can do this you can save our baby our baby that's not part of the hallucination right yeah exactly so misty ends up kind of freaking out after she sees the blood, she's not ready for this as much as she thought she was. Mm-hmm. And she kind of runs away. And Akilah's like, uh, I guess it's me. Which is interesting. I mean, it's so, seems to be so directly related to Crystal's death. Because we see she's, yeah. like, having these sort of, like, kind of, like, PTSD flashbacks, mm-hmm. sort of. Because Misty's not squeamish. She hacked off Ben's leg just a few no. months before. She was the one who ran to our friend Allie when she got that compound fracture. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't really just about the blood no not at all it's definitely related to just losing crystal like the day before or whatever or the same i don't even know it's hard to tell how much time has passed because they they came back it's got to be the same day they came back shauna was in labor and it was at the same time when they were out in the snow that misty and crystal were on the Mm -hmm. snow so it kind of all just happened this is also where we see um Ben kind of refused to help, which I thought was super, um, probably going to be important in some way. They are making a lot of Ben for someone who hasn't had to do very much. And I keep thinking that every week, every week where they make sure to give us at least one Ben scene, like Mm -hmm. they're gearing us up for something. He is... It's hard I because want him to die. I don't want Ben to die. He's so useless here. He doesn't even like they're giving. No, mid- but all the gay people need to live. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, on this show, no, no so. <laughs> more killing gay people in TV shows. I know, I know, and I'm it over is, it. It's funny because I'm typically, I'm obviously, I'm obviously with you, and I'm with you here too. But this is a show where, um at the very least our queer characters get to just be characters for the most part like and so if some of them (laughs) i don't want ben to die i i understand i know i said he's useless here i understand but i get it i do get it he's right he's i mean all he did in the classroom was put that tape in yeah it's not like he understands the female reproductive system (laughs) either (laughs) exactly uh but he is the adult the only adult in the room and that looks like yeah. so terrified when she realizes he's not going to help mm-hmm. and just so horrified by it and so they um, tag they tag akila in which is a really good and akila's got this and akila's like Dude. well she's got nugget on her side right nugget she's got nugget in her pocket um, um ben and nugget and i am very worried about both of I them know. And the only thing we see of Javi this whole episode is he's just kind of standing there watching all this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know that if he's spoken yet. He probably hasn't. He's just kind of observing the whole thing. Yeah. Well, and he seems, we see him right after Ben says he can't do this, which is interesting because Ben is the only one that he's spoken to at all at this yeah. point. So yeah. it's it's interesting that he he clearly clocks that moment. Yeah. So Lottie being turned away from, you know, standing over shauna takes her takes her little cult her budding cult over to the mm-hmm. fire travis takes travis yeah takes yeah. down the skull mm-hmm. not lottie it's so we again I, I know i say we talk about a lot but but we've talked a lot about uh this sort of like cr- like i'm just kind of creating these rituals and this meaning mm-hmm. out of nowhere and it's like 
Travis just decided that because I guess that head came from or assuming this from the wilderness here that it's like a stand in for it, I guess. Um, right. But that's nothing. There's nothing. There's, there's no there's no precedent for that. That's just no. something he did in that moment. Also, why do you have to use your palm for the source of the blood? That is a stupid idea. Truly. You need your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's also the easiest place to get infected, too. Yeah. So he bleeds on the thing. Though it is Lottie who says spill blood. So he brings yeah. the head down. Lottie instructs him to do it. He does it without question. He's got question. the knife out. He's ready, He's to, ready go. to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then other people in the group. <laughs> their offerings. Their offerings. It's like a piece of hair, a button. It's, it's like that, that thing of like somebody in like a cartoon trying to pay for something. And it's like, what do we have? And they like yeah. empty out their pockets. And it's like yeah. lint and a button and, and a, a button. little spool of thread. Mm-hmm. But we do see, so we see um, a piece of hair, a button, and then what looks like a seed pod. And because I'm like psycho, I definitely went through lots and lots of horticultural pages looking for pictures. And the only thing that it looks like is an Igella seed pod, which is, um, I wrote this down because... Of course you did. uh, Yeah. And it really looks like that. And it has a few other names. It's it's sort of colloquial names are Love and a Mist. Oh, yeah. This Rag- is absolutely what it was. It's so totally it, right? I'm looking at a picture now, yeah. Yeah. It's also known as Love and a Mist, Ragged Lady, and Devil in the Bush. Stop it. Yeah. Jersey Devil in the Bush? Jersey Devil in the Bush. Um, it has been used um, as a spice. Um, it also said... I, I read conflicting things. I read it's been used as a spice and also that it's toxic um, to people, so... I don't know. Both could be true. But it's not native to... I See, this is this is another one of those things where I'm going super, super deep and the creators of the show are like, we just found this creepy pod and it's just <laughs> what we had. But it's not native to Northern Canada. Oh. And so it was had to have been brought there if there's Nigella plants. But again, probably overthinking this. Where What is... Where do they grow? Um, they're no. na- Well, they grow all over the place because people have brought them there, but they're right. native to like Asia um other continents not this one interesting yeah but lots of people garden with them here right because they make these like pretty flowers so it could just be that the the cabin man had a pocket full of them yeah at some point he showed up with some seeds Mm -hmm. for some decoration either way it is a funny little funny little offering and then lottie bandages travis's hand and says the wilderness recognizes your sacrifice and so do i it just feels ominous for some reason. Yep. We get a little Ben fantasy next. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Surprisingly, the first time we've heard Madonna. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a rescue me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this is a weird... Like, most of his fantasy flashback things have been very clearly in the past. Mm-hmm. Even if they're imagined in the past. And this, he's kind of flipping back and forth. Yeah, I got the impression that he was going away to something that hadn't actually happened for sure, right? Yeah, he's kind of combining the cabin and his previous life. Like, they're in a cabin in this, you know, It's just like an active, intentional kind of dissociation. Yeah, and it's definitely got, like signs of his current situation. Like, there's antlers behind him in in the scene where he's standing up doing, playing charades. Um, <laughs> I love that the the reference in the charades or the uh, answer was one life to live. A fun nod to like soap opera culture in the nineties. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not a thing anymore, really. 
no, not the same no, way. No, not so much. Yeah, but shit, shit's going bad now. Yeah, this is the moment where I started to think this like next moment is where I was like, oh, we're this baby's not going to make it and we're going to see it. Like, mm-hmm. This is just going to be a brutal yeah. uh, episode that we're going to have to deal with. Um, but we see the placenta come out um, and Ty says that's supposed to come after, which I wouldn't have known, but I knew it was not good. I I actually looked, <laughs> I looked that up while I was watching, like does, because I wasn't sure. I knew it was supposed to come after, but I wasn't sure if, um, when the placenta detaches and is and comes first, if it, that automatically means a baby's going to die, and it doesn't, um, but it's definitely a critical issue no matter what. Yeah, and it I what I read was that it often means that the mother is in danger also, mm-hmm. right, of, of dying. But this is, I just I gotta shout out Akila with the consent. She's yeah, she like yeah she like tells Shauna that she's got okay. I'm gonna touch, you, touch now. you now. Like, good job. Mm-hmm. Um. But Lottie then goes to get Misty because things are getting real bad. And she's like, you have to help. This is where she says, you can save our baby. <laughs> yeah. But this calms Misty down. Lottie, mm-hmm. like, gets her back on, on track. You can see that, like, Misty shoves that away somewhere. Yep. Um, which we see Misty do all the time in the present, I think. Yeah. And this is also where we find out that she and Crystal had a song planned we're gonna do a I already miss Lottie. Crystal I know I already miss her energy um but she's she charges back in I noted that she was wearing a lavender cat sweatshirt <laughs> just kind of a f- fun little moment uh-huh but Misty tells her to push and she says you're so close to being on the other side of this yeah <laughs> then you get to too. meet your baby Shana says please don't let my baby die yeah um and then and everybody's there- they're all fucking chanting. I hate the chanting. I hate it. I hate it. We hear the wilderness and it hears us. Yep. And that's Travis when Shauna... is crying. Yeah. It's a it's a harrowing scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shauna passes out. But interestingly, there's one thing I wanted to note. Ty takes the bone that Laura Lee gave Van. Is that what that is? Yeah. And puts oh. it in Shauna's hand. This is what I mean about her kind of playing it both ways. Mm-hmm. Not sure what's what makes the most sense because she's right. shooed Lottie away from them, but she is chanting mm-hmm. with everyone and she puts the bone in her hand. So she's kind of like hedging Again, her bets. I, I think we've talked about this. I think that's the kind of person I would be out there. Yeah. I'd be doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so same. I, I totally get it. Yeah. But then but i do think it's interesting that she puts the bone in her hand Mm -hmm. um and then like you said the baby starts to come out and shauna passes out and is woken up right and now yes you go ahead no i was just gonna say she's woken up by jackie's voice calling her name so that okay so that i wasn't sure if that's what we were hearing or not but it does sound like it is it's definitely somebody found exactly where it came from Oh, it's, it's it's a pull from another episode? It's a pull from this scene <gasps> in the meat shed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's the same, like, Shauna. Uh-huh. Shauna. From that. That's really smart of the uh, the person who found it and also the, the showrunners. Um, but, but as we're watching, we hear a voice kind of call Shauna to wake. Um, 
and what we you know now having watched the episode is this is where the dream sort of hallucination whatever you want to call it sequence Near-death starts experience exactly whatever. yeah um, other side yeah you'll be on the other side of this um is where this starts though the show you know is obviously trying to hide that from us for the most part yeah in the moment we're kind of we know something's off yeah but it's not clear exactly what's happening there was so it's funny there was so much off that i knew was off but it was happening one of the cool things it, it's another thing that would happen with lost a lot too is that you could see all this stuff happening you could see that it's all off but they're switching back and forth so often between the current state and the previous and there's just so much happening that i never had time to sit and think about it long yeah. enough to be like to like uh actualize the thought fully that oh this is a hallucination for right. me anyway it wasn't until uh quite a bit later um but there were definitely clues like absolutely. you know people are a little too giggly for the fact that like she you know lost a lot of blood and this mm-hmm. was very traumatic it resembles the sort of um the scene when jackie died when everybody was standing around welcoming her yeah absolutely um also the thing that i wrote down when i was watching it was that the camera work is different mm-hmm it's like kind of shaky. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's a different kind of style of shooting. Yep. But there's a heartbreaking, a beautiful and heartbreaking Elliot Smith song playing. Yeah. Um, and Misty hands the baby to Shauna um, and says, it's a boy. And the baby is crying. Um, we take a break here to flip back to the present timeline. And then when we come back, the baby is crying again, but it feels a little more um, unsettling mm-hmm. or stressful this time. Yeah. You can, it just seems that this baby has probably not stopped crying yeah. this whole time. Um, yeah. And we find out that he won't latch, that mm-hmm. she's having a hard time getting him to breastfeed, which in the wilderness is obviously crucial. Um, yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of like stigma around uh you know women who choose not to or can't or whatever or won't um in in our i was gonna say in our world which i guess this also is but you know what i mean um but even more so <laughs> it's like even more critical obviously out here in the wilderness yeah, there's no gonna die out there yeah, exactly the baby cannot eat bear meat mm-hmm. um or starling soup yeah exactly and Ugh. we get a few scenes that are just shauna trying to get this baby to feed and this is where I, I, when I was referring to how the cabin looked different, mm-hmm. it looked different in these scenes. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's close enough that you can think like, oh, maybe they're, maybe they moved her into Ben's room and it looks a little different or something, but it just That's doesn't look like. That's what I assumed. Yeah. I was like, it looks oh. off. Uh-huh. It looks off. Um, and she's visited a couple of times by her teammates. Nat comes in for a minute. Um, and she's weird in she's the scene, weird, yeah. in a in a subtle way, but she's just yeah strange. She's just well. This is sh- where I texted you: is is Shauna breastfeeding a dead baby? Right. Like, is what's happening the Jackie thing all over again? Exactly. Where she thinks the baby is talking to her, awake and alive, and it's actually not. And nobody knows how to deal with that, yeah. so they're just kind of giving her space. Because that yeah. was the kind of the look on Nat's face, and also mm-hmm. on Ty's face when she was in, comes in the room later too. Um, in the middle of this, we see, um, Lottie 
We see Shauna wake up and Lottie is holding the baby. Lottie is breastfeeding, breastfeeding the, baby. the baby. Yeah. Which yeah. is, again, uh, this was the scene where I was like, Lottie is a lot of things. <laughs> uh, Lottie's a lot. Um, yeah. But I was like, "There's this is a, a bridge too far, like even yeah. for Lottie. Well, and um, this is a little bit of the Rosemary's Baby of it all, right? Yes. Because in that movie, which I we just watched, you know, they take her breast milk and mm-hmm. feed it to Satan Baby. Yep. Um, and also we see that in this hallucination shauna i think feels like she's being poisoned or something like she stumbles when she stands up mm-hmm. there's like a very specific shot of the cup of tea mm-hmm. that ty had given her and so it has a little bit of that yeah we're definitely being meant to think something something nefarious is going on here aside from even just the breastfeeding which is bad enough yeah um, she says we need to feed i know jesus I also noticed one of the things we mentioned about in Rosemary's Baby was the fact that Mia Farrow's character towards the end is wearing like a very light blue robe. It's very Mm -hmm. like Mm Mary-esque. And here Shauna has this like blues, light blue sweatshirt wrapped around her head that's Mm -hmm. very like Mary-esque also. But finally, Shauna addresses the baby. And to me, this leading up to the baby finally latching was just like the saddest, sweetest, most horrible Uh, thing. Yeah. But she says, I love you so, so much, and I can't wait to see who you'll become, become. where you'll go, and what you'll do. It's you and me, kid. It's you and me against the whole world. I don't know how to explain this exactly. It's such a cheesy young mom Mm -hmm. trying stuff on line that it is heartbreaking. Yeah. It's just Shauna trying to step into this this role that she didn't really want in the first place. But now that she has it, she so desperately does. It's like, it is so heartbreaking when you... No, it's it's actually... It's such an innocent Mm -hmm. thing to say, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, But this is when Nat comes back in this hallucination or whatever and brought her tea. And she says, what a miracle. I'm going to go tell the others. But her tone of voice is like weird and off. Yeah. This was also very Rosemary's baby where she's like, I'm going to go tell the others. It reminded me of when Guy is like, "Uh, you know what I want to do? I want to go tell the cast of vets mm-hmm. um, yeah because this because that baby also didn't belong to rosemary in the same way that shauna's right. baby doesn't belong i mean it does to both of them but like the people around them don't view the baby as belonging to the mother yeah totally and then oh god and then she wakes up i was lucky enough to realize the moment before we see what's going on, that for sure she is in a dreamscape. She's yeah. in a terrible hell of her own mind's creation. Thank yeah. God, because this scene is rough, awful. Yeah. And she looks drugged or mm-hmm. poisoned of some in some way in this moment. She kind of stumbles out. She sees the sacrifices, asks where the baby is, and then sees them all crouched in front of the fire. Yeah, and it's interesting that even in her hallucination or whatever you want to call it, it's all of them. Mm-hmm. Even Ben. Yep. Even Ty. Like, yeah, every single one. And she screams and runs over, grabs the blanket, and just starts yelling, "Like, what did you do?" Mm-hmm. But we don't actually see, no, the baby, no, so to speak. And it they showing the placenta. In, in the graphic way that they did made me think for a second i was like they're gonna make us also see this baby they're gearing yeah. us up by showing us this like mm-hmm. kind of like graphic sort of birth 
yeah. um, so that we're prepared when they actually show us the baby, um, yeah. which thank God they didn't. No, I'm glad we didn't see that. The only baby we saw was about six months old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's always so funny. I, I mean, they can't use newborns, but right. it's a big, it is, healthy baby. It's funny that they can't use newborns because all babies are babies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The idea that, like, I don't know exactly what it is, but that there's some sort of, I want to say labor law or something right. that says, like, a six-month-old baby can work on set, but a newborn is very yeah. funny. I'm sure there's a reason that yeah. neither uh, yeah. of us know because right. neither of us are parents. But that, that actually does make sense. But it is just yeah. really silly to think that, like, that six-month-old can sign a contract, right? But, the, but a newborn can't. Yeah. Um, that was, but that was when going back to when we actually see her holding the baby in the beginning when Misty hands it to her, and it's mm-hmm. this like giant, fat, healthy-looking baby, and I was like. Okay. Either something is going on here that is like not, this isn't real, Mm -hmm. or this was an oversight and they just got like a big old fat baby and it should have been at least a smaller baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then we find out what really happened. Everybody in the scene, Shauna especially, of course. Yeah. Everyone is so good and so heartbreaking. Yeah. I just, I know you can see the devastation. On all of their faces. And I know this is an obvious thing to say, but it's just so heartbreaking to imagine all of these young women around together with just the most traumatic thing that any of them have probably witnessed up to this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of their their friends who, like, things are obviously strained here in the wilderness, but they all care about Shauna, of course, and this baby. Like, it is... Well, and it's like, it is the death of the baby but it is also and i'm sure we'll see this next you know going Mm -hmm. forward but it's like the death of hope in a way you know that's what we talked about it as a while back Mm -hmm. absolutely um and ty says that she lost a lot of blood and lost (sighs) consciousness and we thought we lost you um and misty hands ty the the bundle and ty says that he didn't make it Mm. yeah and then shauna is so the which she's like but but no i held him and and he wasn't he was eating and then i fed him and, mm-hmm. and then he was crying and he's still crying why can't you hear him crying and even as she's saying it you know she this isn't this isn't you know there are there are kinds of traumas and heartbreaks and whatever that lead to somebody really believing that mm-hmm. you know um but in, that's not what's happening in this moment. Shauna is just like, I don't think anyway, it's just like desperately clinging to the possibility that maybe, you know, even though she knows it's, it's not yeah. the case. It's so sad. Yeah. It felt more like grief than outright denial. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. I don't want to like, well, it felt like denial, but it felt like it's the grief kind of denial. denial. Yeah. yeah. It's in yeah, the yeah, dabda, yeah. the line of, of, right. uh, of, uh, of regular old grief. Yeah. I'm just, I'm only making that distinction because this is also the same girl who spent a couple of months talking to a dead girl in a meat shed. So yeah, I just, totally. you know. Um, but I thought it was interesting, like, as she's crying and, and saying that, everybody starts to get up and walk away. Like, everybody turns away from her except Ty. It is, yeah, that is uh, so, so upsetting to watch. And again, none of these people are equipped to deal with this. No, these are teenage girls out in the wilderness and Ben. Like, yeah. I, so it's it's hard to watch that, but it's also like, 
but it really <sighs> speaks to the bond between her and Ty. Yeah, also that, that. we see still existing, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is Shauna for some reason and I think it's because Shauna in the present day is such a <laughs> such a like different kind of character um that sometimes I have to and it's it's not a fault of anybody on the show because I think both actors do an incredible job playing versions of each other. It's not that. But sometimes I have to be like, oh, right. Shawnee in 2021 is the same person who was pregnant, delivered a baby, and mm-hmm. now watched that, you know, did, actually didn't even watch the baby die. Shawnee, like, woke Shana up and it woke just up was gone. To her, yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's one of the things that I thought this episode actually did super well mm-hmm. was tied those two shadows together. Absolutely. Like we talked about these in chunks because mm-hmm. of just practicality, but the way that it jumps back and forth between the two in the show itself really does tie together the experience she had with how she is now with Callie yeah. in a way that like makes it super clear, mm-hmm. like the effects that this has had. Yeah. Like um, when Misty says, you'll be on the other side of this and you'll get to meet your baby. The next scene is Callie and Shauna walking into the police station together. Right. Yeah. It's one of the issues with the way that we end up recapping these is we do sometimes miss talking about those jumps, mm-hmm. but it's I just impractical yeah, we, to try to do We can't that way. talk about everything that yeah, we want to but all the, the time. Some of those jumps are super intentional. And I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of them are intentional, but like in this episode, I felt like they did that just to show us, Shauna then, Shauna now, and how mm. one led to the other. Exactly. In like a really cr- like clever way. It's just my heart broke. And we've we've talked about it, of course. But to see this thing that we've been waiting for and then to think about Shauna being back stateside, whatever, mm-hmm. and getting pregnant with Callie. How much longer did it take then? If Callie, Callie's what, 17? Yeah, there's a what? timeline somewhere. But, but like so like eight-ish years it was like yeah. a pretty significant chunk of time um and how long it took her to and then as we know in this episode for sure she didn't want anyway and like how yeah. terrifying that pregnancy must have been for her and to oh not be able to talk about why it was so terrifying for her is well and i saw an God. interview with melanie linsky after this episode aired where she said that in her mind you know, and she only knows as far ahead as the scripts of this season. But in her mind, you know, she thinks that maybe Shauna came back and couldn't explain to Jeff, right. like, after they got married, why she didn't want to have a kid. And mm-hmm. so just kind of felt like after a while, she just kind of had to. Right. Otherwise, she would have had to explain to him what happened. And we don't know if he actually has read the journals by then or not. So we don't right. know if he knew. But um, I don't think... No, I mean, if he knew that she'd had a stillborn baby out there, um, I think there would have hopefully been more conversations before yeah. her having another child Yeah, absolutely. about what that would be like. Even as Jeff's a lot of things and he's a dummy, but he's even he, I think, is yeah. he's got a big enough heart to understand that. Exactly. Much at least. It's I know we always we've said over and over again, like Jeff's baby, she's pregnant with Jeff's baby in the wilderness. But it's so crazy to really think about it now especially now that it's happened and all that that was our friend jeff's baby out there too (laughs) yeah yeah totally i don't know i saw in an interview with um i think it was with the director 
they said, like, the death of the baby, I'm quoting from the article, the death of the baby is also the death of something that everyone had pinned their hopes on and that was yeah. distracting them from losing their minds and the idea that they're not being rescued. That is grim and it's bound to be a catalyst for even darker choices that are going to be made in the wilderness. So this is sort of, I think, the turn, like a turning point. Like eating Jackie was a turning point. This is mm -hmm. another turning point where things mm -hmm. are going to continue to get even darker. I mean, there's a reason they haven't shown us any previews from next week. I think that they said that it's going to be very different, that things take a turn and the last few episodes are very different than the first six. We only have, what, three left? I think there's three, but I had seen somewhere that it was 10. I saw somewhere it was nine and somewhere it was 10. I'm hoping it's 10, but it's either nine or 10. Okay. But either way, we've got three to four more. I mean, think about the difference between episodes one, two, and three, and four, five, and six. Like, there's yeah. plenty that can that can happen now. And I think I, we still have a Cabin Daddy episode coming, as much as I hate to call him that. He, okay, I'm a, I'm a person who, I know that everybody will be outraged, but if we get an episode that is just Cabin Daddy, and we never see our survivors, I will be fine with that. I kind of like those, not throwaway episodes, but like, I kind of like- Like a bottle episode. Yeah. And like Lost, Lost did it to me. It's Lost's fault, but I'm totally fine with an episode like that. I know that the fandom, and I won't blame anybody, will be furious. Um, but yeah. I like lore. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we know we're getting something about it, whether right. it's like a whole episode or whether it's interspersed back and forth with things kind of going awry in the cabin- in 96. I hope they find a box of his old... Did I already make this joke? I hope they find a box of his old belongings, and it is just a bottle episode of them looking through his stuff, and then us getting flashbacks to uh, to Kevin. It's like, here's his old... like he, Oh, he also played soccer. Here's his old soccer trophy. Oh, God. And then it's a scene from him in high school. Like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, because we have no clue where we go from here. Yeah, usually every week we've got, like, a couple little things where, because I was just thinking, like, trying to, like, prime a question for myself of, like, what do we think is going to happen with blah, blah, blah. We kind of don't have anything for 96 left, right? Well, and we've you, like, seen, what have we seen? Because there's still some little clips from preview videos that we haven't actually seen yet. Um, somebody did a compilation of them somewhere. I can't remember where. But, like, I know that we, there's a scene of the women in 2021 all sort of like dancing around a fire we haven't seen that yet but i don't know there's a, i don't know what we haven't seen in 96 yet um yeah because normally at this point we would start to kind of throw some predictions around i don't have a lot to we don't have a lot to go on mm -hmm. i mean we still got to figure out what's up with javi doesn't mean we're even going to this season um right. we I, again, I know Ben is Ben's got. Like I said, they're they're making it a point. Yeah, to... I did see in one of the photos from next week's episode because they haven't, like I said, they haven't released preview, but they did release some photos, and Ben is shaving his beard. And there's oh. been some speculation about whether that is like for so... the baby's funeral, whether oh. it's him preparing for death, whether it's him turning a corner. Yeah, because like... that could be a good sign or a bad sign. Right. Exactly. So we don't Do really we, know what it's about, but he shaves his beard. Getting eaten. I hadn't. I haven't up until, like, or, or it's not that I hadn't. I've been holding out hope that that they've been hinting toward or making it seem like we're going to lose Ben, and it's just like a 
not not even a red herring isn't even the right word, but that like I've been holding out hope that actually we will see him at some point in 2021. I know. I just because I kind of need that and want that. Yeah. More and more, I just think probably not. Yeah. I know. I really don't want him to disappear. I, from who our are you lives. most worried about at this point? I have two. Um. Okay. Who am I most worried about? I am worried about Ben. Mm-hmm. And I am worried about Aquila. They're my two as well. Because partly because of the mouse. Yeah. Um somebody suggested I keep saying somebody, it's always Reddit. Somebody <laughs> suggested that um the mouse is actually already dead. And, and she's, she's just talking it. No, 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 she's no. Talking no. To it. <laughs> I mean have to go back and look. See if that oh. mouse is moving. But yeah, I'm worried about Aquila and I'm worried about Ben. Um and I don't know, I don't know what even answers to look for because we have, a, we know we have season three eventually. Um, that is maybe, something yeah. we should talk about. Yeah. We are a pro labor family over here oh, yeah. at uh, the Watchers and we support the WGA. Um, we also hope that the companies get their shit together so that we can have a writer's room again <laughs> exactly because yes, for the writers three, they sake... had they had one day yeah in the season three writer's room before the strike and i get very nervous as somebody again i'm a survivor of the of what happened to lost uh uh-huh. the last big writer strike that we had yeah and uh i i talk about that a lot whatever i talk about lost um and of course this is something that needs to happen and like you said we support um the the folks who are striking for really reasonable very reasonable yeah yeah. um and and i i I hope that it for their sake is is over as quickly as can be um totally and then also a part of me is just selfish and wants and wants the show to come back wants my show to come back and to come back uh, so yeah no we definitely stand with the writers and also hope that our show comes back in a timely fashion exactly um I was going to say, because we only have three or four more episodes of this show left, if um, any of our listeners have suggestions for other shows yes. or movies they think we should cover, because we are going to, we are planning on, you know, kind of pivoting in the interim to something related to, you know, send us an email, post on our Instagram, you know, put it in a review, do whatever, you know, yeah, let us know because we are taking suggestions at this moment. I don't know. Jody. is there anything else? It's just like, I just feel like there's this blank road ahead of us. Like, mm-hmm. we know some things that may be coming. We know we may see them discover Adam's body based on that shot of right. the crime scene. We know that at some point the women in 2021 are going to be dancing around a fire together. Like, there's some things we've seen, but we don't have any real knowledge about what, like, next episode is going to be. And we've only been recording for two hours. Usually we've got another hour in us of speculation. Yes, but the pollen is attacking my face. So this is perfect. Uh, Yes. Yes. I think that, you know, most of the speculation is speculation that we've already kind of done before in terms of like, like long-term directions they're going with things. I do think that it's going to, whatever we see of Shauna in the woods for the rest of the season, it's not going to be pretty that mm-hmm. she's going to be very, um, like distraught, isolated, like maybe dissociating. 
Yeah, I'm I'm worried for her. I'm worried for everybody. Um, I will say just as like a little a little note, if you didn't listen last week because you weren't interested in Rosemary's Baby, um, I, I I maybe said this a little bit at the top, but uh, it seems like the the writers were definitely um, drawing on it for mm-hmm. this episode in some mm-hmm. ways, and we do also talk about the show for a good chunk of the episode. Um, yeah, the last, uh, the like, last 20, like 30 20. minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you didn't listen last week and you need a little more of us because this episode might end up being a little shorter um, than than usual, maybe, um, go check out last week's episode. Uh, so, yeah, I, I will say shorter for us is still longer than the actual episode. Oh, yeah. There's, I was going to say it, it probably won't actually end up being any shorter. But either way, if you skipped last week, um might be worth going back and listening to it now. Yeah. Because um, I think there's definitely some valuable stuff so yeah, yeah i think that's it i think so i think uh i think this was a rough one and with some amazing acting and it answered a big question mm-hmm. like we said earlier on this show is not holding back on answering big questions they're answering yeah. them and then moving on you yep. know and i appreciate that mm-hmm. i appreciate that big time i'm full of pollen all right everybody well <laughs> you gotta go get some of that local uh Local honey. That's local honey. Yes. Yep. I got to go find my local cult that is. Uh, <laughs> it's also a some... great Brian Fallon album, Local Honey. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> Jersey artist. Um, nice. That's yeah. everything. That's All right. everything. Going to go let Jody try to recover from from the wilderness. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, review, etc. at WatchersPodNJ on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, let your friends know about our podcast. My Instagram outside of oh, this yeah. pod is Jody underscore Mim, and that's J O D I E underscore M I M. I'm at AQ Andrea Q on Twitter and Instagram. The AQ does not stand for Antler Queen, but it should. <laughs> it doesn't yet, anyway. All right, All everybody. Right. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>